You're listening to episode 31 of the Vine Podcast. In today's episode, we are talking all about the most recent WordPress editor called Gutenberg. Whether or not you have switched to using this editor yet, you are going to learn some new tricks and useful ways to utilize this editor in this episode. I'll be sharing five specific ways that food bloggers can use Gutenberg blocks to streamline your writing process and make a bigger impact with your blog post. So let's dive in. You love the time you get to spend creating content on your blog and connecting with your audience, but building a brand and working on your website, that's where it can feel overwhelming. With all of the lists out there of everything that you should do, sometimes you just feel like giving up. But friends, there's a better way. When you spend time strategically thinking about your blog, you'll discover what is essential to build a successful and sustainable business and what's not. I'm your host, Madison Weatherill, a WordPress web designer and branding strategist for food bloggers. I'm here to help you think strategically about the brand you're building, connect with your ideal audience, and ultimately convert them into raving fans, the ones who actually make your recipes, interact with you, and make this whole food blogging journey worth it. It's time to design a business you love and remember why you started a blog in the first place. Hey friends, welcome back to another episode. I am really excited about diving into this topic and I'm also really excited that I have started to kind of find a groove of when to fit recording these episodes into my normal schedule now that we have kind of gotten used to everything that's going on in the world and just how we are adjusting our schedules and our lives to something that is totally abnormal for us. And so I hope that you have started to find a rhythm for yourself and for making time for your food blog. I know that things look very different than probably most of us expected for them to look right now, but I hope that you have started to be able to figure out how to fit work in and how to prioritize the things that you really need to be focusing on for your food blog right now in order to still be seeing growth and seeing more connection with your audience. So if you are new to the podcast, I just want to welcome you and just give you a quick little introduction. My name is Madison Weatherill and I am the web designer and branding strategist behind Grace and Vine Studios, a studio built for food bloggers just like you. If you are looking for design support this year or you are considering rebranding your food blog, I would love to chat with you and just see what the best option is for you in your current season in your food blog and how I can support you. You can reach out anytime at graceandvinestudios.com or you can always send over an email or a DM on Instagram and I will help you find the right information on my website for whatever it is that you are needing support in. And the last little request that I have before we jump into the meat of this episode is I would love to get this podcast out to more food bloggers. I know for the first couple of weeks after the world drastically shifted, we all weren't listening to podcasts as much, but I have started to see the amount of listeners go back up to normal. And so I would love for you to share this podcast episode or any of the past podcast episodes that you have enjoyed with a friend. It is really easy to just share a direct link to an episode from your podcast app and I would love to just be able to reach a few more people with this podcast and hopefully to help more food bloggers be able to see their food blogs more strategically and design with more purpose in mind. So let's dive into today's topic which is all about Gutenberg. If you are not familiar with what Gutenberg is, it came out in 2019, early 2019, and basically it was a new WordPress editor. So with the latest version of WordPress that came out at that time, they put out a new editor that basically changes the way you write your blog posts or you write content for a page on your website. 
So the old way of editing a post is called the classic editor now. Basically, the biggest difference is that now instead of just having one block of content that is your entire post, every text area or image or other section is broken into what they call a block. And like I said, this can completely change the way that you edit your blog posts. And for the most part, it's mostly just going to be getting used to finding where things are and how to do things on this new editor. But there are a lot of benefits that I am going to break down in this episode about why Gutenberg is really versatile and you should definitely not be afraid of giving it a try. Let's talk about some of the benefits of using the Gutenberg editor. And then I will jump into the specific ways that you can use it for your food blog. The first benefit is that there is a lot of flexibility with these blocks. With the Gutenberg editor, there are a lot of things that now are a part of the WordPress system. Instead of needing to download a new plugin in order to be able to use a specific feature within your blog post, there are so many standard widgets now that are a part of the Gutenberg editor that used to require extra things to be able to use, now they're built right in and they work seamlessly for the most part within WordPress itself. The other huge benefit to using Gutenberg is that they have a feature where you are able to take a block and turn it into what's called a reusable block. So basically this is a way for you to save and reuse common sections or blocks within your blog posts or be able to reuse styling of certain elements over and over again without having to recreate it every time for your blog post. You can also use this feature to save a group of blocks so you could create sort of an outline for your blog post if you have an order of things that you do every time and then you can just convert that into what they call a regular block and be able to fill out the content of your blog post. So it is a really good way to be able to create a more systemized approach to writing your blog post because let's face it, most of the time you're writing in sort of the same order of operations in your blog post every time. So with a Gutenberg reusable block, you're able to save that and then reuse it every time to save some time and some brain power from rethinking about what it is that you usually do. Another major benefit to using Gutenberg is that you have a lot more design control now without having to know coding or be able to manipulate something on the coding side of your blog. So for example, it is really easy now to add a background color to a block, change the font size in a specific block, or change the font color without having to know how to do that with HTML code or without having to mess with it only being in a certain part of your blog post and not the overall styling of your website. I was asking some questions in a Facebook group to get a sense of what people needed help with in terms of Gutenberg, and someone said that they use a reusable block for anything that they don't want to reformat constantly, and I think that is the perfect way to think about how to use these reusable blocks. Really anything that you're doing over and over again, or even things that you're doing for a specific type of recipe. Someone else gave the example of using a reusable block to explain how to measure flour. So something that might be specific to a specific set of blog posts of yours or something that you're doing in every blog post is the perfect example of something you can use a Gutenberg reusable block for. 
So you want to ask yourself what parts of your blog post are you including every time? Is there a specific outline or order that you are writing your blog posts in? And then that can be something that you turn into an actual reusable block to make your process easier. It could also be a specific section or heading like recipe substitutions or affiliate disclosures, or it can be somewhere where you add in a Pinterest image every time, maybe before your recipe card. There are so many possibilities here. I just wanted to kind of break down what the reusable block is for and how it works. And I want to also make a quick disclaimer about reusable blocks because this is something that I saw come up in that Facebook group a lot. So the way that the reusable blocks work is when you just use the reusable block, it's going to be in every blog post. So if you go in and change a reusable block, it will change it in every blog post. So if you are using it, let's give an example of the recipe substitutions. Let's say that you have a recipe substitutions reusable block that you want to change every post because the ingredients in the post are different. You would use the reusable block and then you would convert it to a regular block. So it essentially is like a template that then you convert and you can change the text for just that one blog post instead of in all of your blog posts that are using that reusable block. The next question that I saw asked a lot is, do I have to use Gutenberg? And the short answer is not yet. They are saying that by 2021, the classic editor will be depreciated, and so there will be a lot of time to learn this, but eventually the classic editor is going to stop working with plugins and themes that have now been updated to work with Gutenberg. So the good news is that there's a lot of time to experiment with this, but the bad potential news is that yes, eventually you will have to get used to this. The other question I saw asked a lot was, what happens if you are using the old classic editor and you get rid of it to move to Gutenberg? Well, your posts are going to remain in what they call a classic block. So it's going to look the same as it always has, and you'll have an option to go in and break the post apart into blocks. When you go in and edit the old post, you can either keep it as classic and still work within the classic editor within that blog post, or you can convert it to blocks and then use those features. So the nice thing is if you want to experiment with using it, you can do that and then your old post will remain the same for now until whatever they decide to do with that classic block down the road. The biggest thing I want to tell you is do not be afraid to try this. It may take you a little bit longer the first few times that you are using the Gutenberg editor, but you get used to it. And the more you use it and the more you get used to its power and capabilities, you're really going to like it, I think. I wanted to give you an example of a way that I used some reusable blocks in a recent client project. So I just wrapped up a new food blog that is just launching And the food blog is called Needy Girl, and it's a blog all about baking bread. And because she is used to using Gutenberg, we were able to just rely on Gutenberg for some of her styling within her posts. And so I'm going to put some screenshots of how we used the Gutenberg editor in the blog post that will go along with this episode. So if you want to check those out, check the show notes for that link. But a few things that we did for her site specifically... And I want to make the disclaimer that just because we did this for her site doesn't mean that it's right for yours, but I give you these ideas to get your wheels turning about the ways that you might be able to use this type of block in your own content. So for her blog specifically, with it being a baking blog and bread baking specifically, we created three different reusable blocks that she can use in her post. The first is a substitutions block. So she can talk about if you don't have this type of flour, use this, or if you don't like this, you can omit it for some other ingredient. The next block that I designed for her was a block about specialty ingredients that she could get a more specific 
explanation about what they were, where they could find them, things like that. So if she had a specific type of yeast or a specific type of flour, she had a section where she could talk about that specific ingredient and why it's important to the recipe. And then the last section that we included was a section about the difficulty level of the recipe. So when we were working through her strategy for her web design project and for her brand as a whole, we decided that it would be really valuable for her readers to, at a glance, be able to tell whether or not a recipe met their skill level. With bread baking, obviously there's a lot of skills that have to add to each other and eventually your skills grow and you can take on more challenging recipes. So she wanted to be able to call out some of those difficulty levels and what someone should need to know before trying this recipe. So we added a Gutenberg block for that specifically. So in this case with her custom website project, I added those two reusable blocks that she can use in her blog post, but I also styled them on sort of the back end of her site to make them stand out and be more branded. But for you, regardless of whether or not you have the ability to custom code something like that, you can still use these blocks to create a more streamlined process for your blog post. So let's jump into five specific Gutenberg blocks that I think food bloggers can use. And again, this doesn't mean that every single food blogger should use these. That's not what I'm saying, but I want to give you some ideas and then I want you to figure out which of these ideas make the most sense for your audience and for your brand. Some of these are going to be completely different, even the same type of block because of your brand messaging and who your audience is and what you need to share with them in every blog post. So the first is going to be an affiliate disclosure. This is a really great way to do two things. One is to be able to automatically have an affiliate disclosure that you can just throw into a blog post and you'll get into the habit of doing that the more you do it. The second is we all remember when Amazon changed their affiliate requirements in your disclosure and everyone had to scramble to go back and change those affiliate disclosures in old posts. With using a reusable block, you would be able to just change the affiliate disclosure throughout your entire site in one click, which sounds like a dream to some of you who have hundreds of blog posts that you might've had to go back and fix. So this is a really awesome Gutenberg block to use, and it's a really simple one because you can just use a regular text block, but just have it be your affiliate disclosure that you add into every post before your first affiliate link. The second, I kind of already mentioned this with talking about the Needy Girl site, but the second is a substitutions block. So think through the common substitutions that you are always sharing in your blog posts, or maybe that's just a section that you often have to share with your readers, but this can be really customized to both the recipe and your audience. This isn't going to make sense for everyone because some recipes, there just aren't substitutions that you have to offer, or some recipes can't be made a gluten-free or dairy-free recipe that they just are what they are. But if this is applicable to your brand, then this is an awesome way to use that part of Gutenberg. The next one is going to be pro tips. So this is the one where I think you can have a little bit of fun depending on what your brand is. So going back to my food blog, I started using something similar to this actually before Gutenberg was around, but I started including tips for sharing in each of my blog posts. My brand for my food blog was a mix of building confidence in the kitchen and also sharing the food that you create with others. And so I created a styling within my posts that I could reuse where I would share different ways that you could share this food with other people or how you could double recipes and things like that. So really think through what makes your brand unique and different and how you could apply this sort of idea of a pro tip 
to your audience. Really think about what you know innately that your audience does not. Is it how to double the recipe or how to make those substitutions or how to customize it based on your dietary restrictions. Whatever that pro tip is for you and your audience, you can create a Gutenberg block that you can reuse to add that section to each of your posts. The fourth way that you can use a Gutenberg block may just be my favorite because I have tried to figure out a solution for this for a very long time for a lot of clients and for my own food blog. With Gutenberg blocks, you can really easily create a block for the you may also like type of section where you are sharing related content to your recipe. So there's a few different ways that you can do this, but I just want to focus on the fact that Gutenberg makes this really easy to do and to reuse it. So if you are often sharing something like more chicken recipes or more no-bake desserts, it's really easy to create a block once and then reuse it in posts or again convert your reusable block to a regular block and change it out but at least you have the structure and the framework to use a related posts block but within your actual content and without using an additional plugin which is really an awesome part of the block editor like i mentioned before if you're looking for a more visual way to do this that is more typical to what the related posts types of plugins used to do You can look into the plugin called Atomic Blocks, which basically just adds some extra block options into Gutenberg. And one of them is a way to display posts within a specific category. And so that's a really easy way to be able to showcase the actual image and blog post title for a variety of categories or posts within your blog post itself. So I really like that plugin and I've been using that on some of my more recent custom sites. The last way that you can use Gutenberg block is to group blocks that you always use together. So I've mentioned a couple of examples of this already, but I want you to think through the outline that you normally have in your blog post, the order that you share information. Most of us have some sort of normal order that we follow. And so you can create a set of blocks and then group them together so that you can just add that group directly into your post and then change out the content. I do this for my podcast episodes. The blog posts that we write that go with the podcast episodes, we have a podcast intro block that we throw in there. And then we already have the placeholders for images, embedding the audio, the subscription form to get all the podcast updates, and then another image. So I don't have to try to remember that order every time or go open another blog post to see what we did last time. I can throw that group right in there and then it's already set. All I have to do is just change out the content. This also works for things like share this on Pinterest where you might have a heading and then your Pinterest image or really any other call to action buttons that you might have within a post. This is a great way to group a couple of blocks together to be able to reuse them. Okay, so those are our five ways that you can use Gutenberg blocks as a food blogger. I hope that this episode gives you some ideas of different ways that you can utilize this editor, and I hope it shows you that there is some really cool things that you can do with it if you haven't switched over yet. Like I said, if you haven't switched over, give yourself some extra time to get a blog post done. Don't switch over for a sponsored post or something that has a tight timeline. Give yourself an extra day or two to get used to it. I think it is pretty intuitive and you will pick it up quickly, But if you run into any questions or if there's any lingering questions about Gutenberg in general, feel free to reach out. I can always do a follow-up episode to this with more details about Gutenberg, but I hope this at least gives you some inspiration and gives you the desire to try to switch over and give Gutenberg a shot. 
I am really excited for some of the upcoming episodes that I have planned for this podcast, but if there is anything specific that you want to learn right now or something that you are struggling with figuring out, feel free to reach out. You can always go to thevinepodcast.com and there is a form right on that page where you can make requests for topics you want me to cover or submit questions and that sort of thing. So if you have any lingering questions or topics that you would like to see covered, I would love to cover them for you on this podcast. I have a couple of different podcast interviews that I have planned for the next few months. I think I'm going to start incorporating maybe one interview every four to six weeks or something like that just to get a couple more voices in here, but I really want to keep the focus of this podcast on design and strategy for food bloggers specifically. So if you have any ideas, feel free to reach out and let me know what those are, and otherwise I will talk to you next time. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, I would love for you to screenshot it and share it with a friend. You can tag me on Instagram stories at Grace and Vine. For the show notes for this episode, head to thevinepodcast.com. Talk soon.